This is episode 5 of Small Business Rising. My name is Anna. And I am Marta Gabriela. And this episode is dedicated to everyone who is considering to work for free but doesn't want to get screwed over. Stay with us to find out when it's worth to do the unpaid jobs. So, Marta, interesting topic today, don't you think? Very much so. And it's interesting because that is actually quite a spontaneous change of plans. We were planning to record something else today. As you know, this uh, podcast mission or purpose is to support small business and local communities through, among other, giving information, inspiration about different ways, maybe alternative ways to approach doing business and making connections. So uh, I had that idea because I think, Marta, many people, especially when they are entrepreneurs, are struggling sometimes with everything, meaning they have to do everything. Like they feel like, okay, so I have my service or I have my product, but I have to do marketing and I have to make a website and I do have to do an accounting and legal things. And those things slowly pile up and you realize that most probably you won't be able to do all of it. And then you end up in a situation when you actually don't have money to pay for it because you are starting yourself. So uh, we were wondering if we can make a show where we can inspire different ways or different methods of obtaining services or things that you need for your business when you are short on money. And that was actually the original idea of this program. So what did I do? Of course, I first went to the experts. And by experts, I mean people who are in uh, our group. This year, I buy from a small business. Say what? And by the way, you can all join that group. You can find it on uh, Facebook. You can just type in this year, I buy from a small business. And we will uh, definitely welcome you. So I posted uh, two things in the group before this uh, show that we were planning to do. And the first post was exactly this. So as an entrepreneur, what do you do when you need to buy a service or, or something like that and you are short on money? And we started to get very interesting uh, responses. And then I also posted another thing because one of the response was, you know, to try to find someone who will exchange with you or something like this. And then I had another question to people who are in a group, but not necessarily have a small business. They are just the supporters of the idea. Would they be willing to offer their skills free to help out a struggling entrepreneur? So then we would hear it from both sides of this equation. And uh, we got quite interesting responses there because I created a poll. And then we also got a very interesting comment from one member. And that comment inspired me to do this show. Marta, do you know what comment am I talking about? Yes, because I'm looking into the file that you have prepared. So I know Damn exactly it. what you're talking about. Damn it. So no suspense in this podcast. <sighs> okay. But I think I will just read it because uh, I guess the rest of our listeners don't know what we have in our files, at least yet, because we have it on our private, super secret password protected drive. Yes, I'm trying to scare off people to try to break in. <laughs> okay. But the comment was like this. I used to do a lot of work for free for startups when I was just starting out and would not recommend anyone to do it. And I was like, okay, that's quite a strong statement. So I asked, can she elaborate? And she responded, I can probably write a book about it, but in a nutshell, 
I did ton of work, got treated badly in return with entitlement and condensation and became known as that person that works for free. All of a sudden, I was getting all kinds of random requests and demands to do things for people. Even though it's been maybe more than five years since that era is uh, since then, that era is still hunting me and I still get requests like that. It damaged my self-confidence and I'm still not completely recovered from that. Once people get used to getting your services for free, they will never want to pay for them and you will feel like you aren't worth it. Uh, there have been few rare exemptions, but if someone wants to do it, I'd say be very careful about it. I would negotiate and even write a contract that clearly outlines what you are willing to give. For example, how many hours? Who will own rights in case of copyrighted materials like graphic work, photography, music? Hint, it should be you. Be aware the exposure or we will recommend you to friends and there's so much more work coming tropes. It doesn't work like that. That being said, I've also heard people uh, who were very happy with their experience. So there's always another side. But this has just been my experience. The best person to work for free for is yourself. I guess the nutshell is more of a coconut. That's quite funny. <laughs> ending of that comment. Uh, wow, quite a lot of things to uh, unpack here, Marta, don't you think? Yeah, it's very interesting, very mm -hmm. elaborated common comment. Mm -hmm. And I think it also raises a lot of very valid points because I think we can see the, the bad side of it and the good side of it. And I think that anyone who would like to do the free work for someone for many different reasons have to be aware of the bad side. So I'm actually really happy that this comment appeared and I'm really happy uh, about those um, very practical remarks that she has pointed out. For instance, you know, agree on hours, agree who owns the copyrights and so on, so on. I think this is actually very important. But today's advice we will uh, divide into three groups. The first group that we would like to advise to are actually entrepreneurs or startups or small business owners who are considering to work for free with others for several reasons. And uh, when is it a good idea? We will tell you. Then I was also thinking to advise something for people who maybe don't necessarily are entrepreneurs, but are, for instance, unemployed uh, and are looking for unemployment or for people who would like to redesign their career a bit, but they are missing experience in the area that they would like to enter. So we will have some advice for you guys. And the third group is people who have this wild kind drive to involve themselves into something that is worthwhile and they would like to volunteer their free, their free time into maybe some free work or organization to help others. Um, yeah. So what do you think, Marta? I'm looking forward to seeing what you have prepared. Yes. And I hope that you will also share some of your experiences and your views. As Anna mentioned before, she did it as a surprise, wrote me uh, <laughs> last evening. Is it okay that she will change the topic? So uh, I did not have the time to look into that at all. So let's see if I can bring up something valuable to this topic. Well, the, the, good, the good part is, Marta, that uh, doing uh, radio with you for almost three years, 
we have already been in those situations. <laughs> so, and it always kind of goes well. And I know that you will actually have some things to say about it if I ask the right questions, which I will, of course, do. But okay, let's go to the first group of people we would like to address. So actually, it's you, lovely entrepreneurs and, uh, and small business owners who might be considering doing some free work. I think it's rather controversial topic for a reason that the member in a comment mentioned that people might get used to you doing stuff for free and they might not value your your work. She actually mentions also things like, you know, um, problems with self-worth and confidence in the end of that process if everyone, you know, just wants free from you, right? So that's one thing um, that is here a danger. Uh, and you have to be mindful about it. And I also got an impression that she was in, she, she found herself in a rather toxic environment because she said that she did a lot of work for many startups and they were usually, they were behaving entitled and condescending. So I think that's actually, yeah, our new technician is just like, uh, like, oh my God, he's giving me a body language here that definitely says he does not agree. And I have to say, it has to be some sort of a toxic environment here. If, if you are uh, here in the radio. Because um, that's a little bit tricky because <laughs> our new technician is your life partner. So if we <laughs> have no. a toxic environment here in the studio, that's a, a <laughs> problematic. I was only knocking my head because I was thinking, what a bad thing to get into a toxic environment. Yes. Uh, yes. So it's <laughs> not toxic here yet, guys, yet. I'm it doing my best yes. to <laughs> make it toxic. You know, I will tell you, you are doing so well to enrich this episode of the podcast. I am so proud of you, Marta. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's come back to the yeah. main topic. And mm -hmm. I will do my best because I have personally been in all the three groups. Exactly. So I can. Yes, Martusha, I, I know. Marta, Gabriela, I know that. That's why I'm counting on you. And I think uh, even, even David was in some of those situations. Yes, I have. Yeah. So basically, uh, of course, you have to be careful to not to fall into a toxic environment of a chain of startups who basically are demanding work from you for free. And of course, you have to think about your self-worth. And of course, you know, there are companies out there who will try to use this opportunity for themselves. I remember we even Marta had once a discussion about it when we were uh, participating in a um, group created by Jan Rezek. And uh, Jan Rezek is a business consultant. He was trying a new program to help startups in Denmark, and me and Marta were going there. Very, very cool initiative, by the way. We learned a lot. And there was one guy there as well, and he was a video videographer or video maker or whatsoever, and he was really good already. And he was uh, getting an offer from a company to do some campaign for them, but they wanted him to do it for free for the exposure because they couldn't pay him, right? And he was uh, asking Jan, listen, am I supposed to do it for free? Uh, because, yeah, it could give me an exposure, but damn, I'm already charging for those things, you know? And he was good. It's not like he was just starting. He had a portfolio and he was good. And um, then I think we had a discussion and Jan was advising otherwise. I think I even I was saying that, listen, you have to charge money for that. But 
he was already established, right? And it didn't make much sense for him to do it for free to get even more exposure. When it makes sense is in certain situations. And in my opinion, those situations are when you have just started, when you are launching your uh, your business and you have zero clients and you basically have even nothing to show, like you don't have a portfolio or an example of your work. Um, another uh, reason could be when you are looking for exactly exposure, reviews, recommendation, and you are counting of word of mouth so that the company that you did something for free will spread a word about you. Uh, another thing for maybe even established uh, small businesses and entrepreneurs is uh, to maybe try to offer a service or product for free if they are testing a completely new or modified, heavily modified offer. So basically, they don't even know how this would work. Uh, and they would like, like to yeah do the pilot test, basically, on, on some company or on someone else. And, of course, there is an option of having a barter, but we will, I think, go to this in details in other episodes. So basically, you are offering something, to someone, but you get something for free, a service from there. And I think that those are actually all very good and valid reasons to decide to do something for free for someone else, but there has to be certain uh, conditions fulfilled. So you have to have a clear purpose of what you want to achieve by doing this work for free and not like, okay, someone said that they would like me to cooperate with them. It's for free. I will get some exposure. Yeah, maybe I should do it. No, you should have a very clear purpose. Why am I doing it and why do I want to uh, go into this and what do I want to get out of it? So that's number one. And uh, I think number two is also to... Be smart about it and, you know, as we saw the comments from uh, from the member, to actually agree on some things like hours, copyrights and uh, practicalities of a deal of this kind. Because many people, they really want to have an exposure, they really want to do something and they might jump into it without thinking how to actually make this cooperation fair and transparent. And my side note Involve yourself in something that you actually really stand for. So you have to like the person or the company or what they are doing to actually help them out. Because even if things go sideways, then maybe you will have some satisfaction of building something that you actually liked. So you are not going into a deal with a company that, I don't know, let's say... Uh, slaughters <laughs> pigs and they want to have a website and you are a vegetarian and you are very much against industrial farming. Uh, so yeah, maybe you would get an exposure, but probably you will not get much satisfaction. Yes? I have a comment. You have a comment, yes? Yeah, you know, in the hospitality industry, you have complementary mm -hmm. and promotions, which are things that you use them to promote. So it could be that you offer a meal to someone that can talk good about your restaurant or your yeah, and complementaries are to keeping client happy. Mm -hmm. okay? But you usually count that inside of a percentage of what you spend or in your mon monthly budget. Budget. Okay. So let's say that you have a five percent complementary and a five percent promotional things mm -hmm. that you're gonna use. And I think to think about when you do job for free, mm -hmm. you think about that idea that is like, for instance, for me, someone might come and ask me 
can you make a, the, the jingle for my radio program? Yeah. And they might say, we don't pay you, but you get exposure, mm -hmm. you know? So I need to think, okay, well, how much of my time will be? Is that for fee a 5% of my income mm -hmm. or time? Or the, the income you would get for that time if you would actually ask for payment, yes? Yes. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I mean? Yes. So I think it's a, it's a clever way to sometimes think about these things in a... How in that kind of, yeah. Yeah, how much is of an investment to your business, no? Yes, and I think also another thing is to remember that at least in Denmark, you can enter a sponsorship deal. Uh, I think we can talk about this more in detail, but if you are doing something for someone for free as a sponsor, so basically you are sponsoring that person through your free work, it's tax deductible. So uh, that is actually very, very interesting thing. And we know, so sm we know some small businesses and entrepreneurs who actually were uh, doing free um, consultancy in a form of a sponsorship, and then they had the tax deduct for, from that. But uh, Marta, you said that you've been in all the situations, and of course you have been in a situation of a small business who was faced with a choice of doing something for free. Tell us how it go. Well, I must say that uh, it's a little bit confusing for me when we talk about something for free versus barter. Mm -hmm. Because w when you mentioned that thing of, can I make a jingle for you versus exposure? That's for me already, that can be already a barter <laughs> where mm -hmm. this is an energy. It's some sort of exchange. Maybe I, you don't yeah. get paid for it directly, but the line between when it's something you do for free versus a barter is very... Um, it's very blurry. blurry. But I, I will just make an explanation then. Uh, I think, because that's why I wanted to leave barter for later, as a barter, I, I agree with energy exchange, but I think it's more like I do, let's say, a website for you and you give me, let's say, uh, three times scattering for my events. So basically, those are physical things that you can count. If you are doing something for exposure, that exposure may not work, right? Because exposure, it's a funny thing, you know? Sometimes someone can do all its best to expose you in a positive way, but it will not work for some reason. So it's more like that kind of, uh, but this is what I came up with. So it, guys, you can treat it however you want. But uh, let's leave barter out of it uh, then, that kind of barter when I offer some service for you and you offer a service back, and let's, for the sake of this uh, exercise, agree that um, exposure is not a barter. Okay. Well, in 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 any way, if I would, then I don't think I have ever been doing something absolutely for free. Mm -hmm. Then let's do it this way, because for me, I was doing when I was doing something for learning, when mm -hmm. I was giving sessions for free. In this sense, I had a clear agreement with someone to get a really good feedback. So that was a exchange for me in a way that I could really learn what kind of impact my coaching has with other people. Mm -hmm. So I was counting on very honest feedback, mm -hmm. what I can improve more and so on. And additionally, I was getting testimonials and I was, I actually needed that in order to be able to even complete my um, education. Mm -hmm. So I was, it was always getting something in return. It was mm -hmm. never that I just deliver uh, yeah, I deliver free sessions and, and that's it. 
Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Second thing where I would be willing to do something for free without any exposure, with any um, anything in return would be when I actually believe in a cause mm-hmm. and that cause does not have the funds mm-hmm. to pay. So that would be my purpose. I want to... Uh, I want to support someone. And for example, I was doing that as a mentor. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a young lady who had a brilliant idea how to support young kids in education. Mm-hmm. She was still young herself. She did not have any income at all. She did not give me anything in, in return. I was mentoring her, coaching her and so on mm-hmm. because I believed in that cause. Yeah, that makes perfect sense, actually. I think you also... Uh, once uh, decided to do something for free, but of course, let's say that in this free thing was the feedback and the testimonial when you wanted to test your new uh, program that you have created, right? You were willing to do it without getting paid the actual money. Yeah, well, when it comes without being paid the, uh, paid the actual money, I have done it a number of times mm-hmm. and I do it. Mm-hmm. But then it's still, again, it's testing something, it's seeing how it works, it's getting the feedback mm-hmm. uh, and so on. So for me, that's a very valuable exchange. Yeah, uh, definitely. So, yeah, maybe I just see it. No, I, I think uh, definitely. I'm just thinking what would, uh, I think what would happen if you did the test uh, let's say, drive with a company for free, meaning you don't get any money or any payment of this kind or any service in return, you count on their testimonials and the feedback and you don't get it. You still can actually, because they will say, oh, we are busy, we will send it. It, it happens many times, you know, you, you do something and feedback doesn't come. And actually, I think the member that posted that comment also was like, be aware of, you know, we will give you exposure, we will do this and that, because sometimes those companies or people will not do it. But I understand that in this case for you, it's more like uh, I am taking the learnings I took within the time I was working with those people. So I actually trained myself, I tried it out. Would you say that that's how it would work for you? Well, that's one thing. That's Mm -hmm. a very, very big thing. I mean, when you're launching a program, even seeing, is it enough time to do what I want to do? Mm -hmm. And how do people react to what I'm showing them? Mm -hmm. So already, even if there was someone who did not provide me any feedback, Mm -hmm. that would already be a worthwhile thing for me to do once in my particular uh, type of business that I do. However, from all my experiences, I was getting uh, multiple feedback. So each member was, uh, each person that participated, for example, in a group setting, would give an individual feedback to me, would answer a survey that I have had to give me a very valid, I, go, I was getting specific things that I can take actions on, improve on, and so on. And often it finished uh, finished up with them employing me later on for something they would uh, pay. Mm-hmm. for and they would recommend me to uh, to someone else so mm-hmm. i have not met it in the three years that i have been doing this kind of things where i would regret mm-hmm. but it's for sure about making it clear being clear yourself what you want out of it being clear how this collaboration is supposed to look like a contract is a great way of putting it whether it's a written contract or you put it in an email <laughs> because that also counts so Definitely, uh, you need to be aware of the traps. 
Yeah, I completely agree with you, Marta. And thanks for, for mentioning it because that's exactly, uh, I think, my main message for this group of, of, of people who would be interested in doing work for free is that you have to make the rules clear and also use your gut feeling. Do you think that this company, you know, will be good for you? Uh, and this is where we can uh, also jump into doing something for free uh, when you just want to volunteer your time. And here, you know, basically, if you have free time and you have already a source of money and, uh, and you know, you basically just want to involve yourself into something uh, and do stuff for free, then the only recommendation I would have here, because you are not depending on exposure, you don't care about money and so on, you just do it from your kind heart, my advice would be use your gut feeling and do a little bit research of an organization that you want to step into because you might end up in a toxic environment. There are companies who are accused of using volunteers for free work. And then it's not funny when you feel used. Um, I will give you one great example. For instance, all the TEDx events in Denmark are run by volunteers and they are always all super happy with the entire uh, work they did and the entire volunteering experience. So try to look for the organizations or causes that have a good reputation. And if you meet with a person that you are supposed to talk the details, try to sense it, you know, do I sense a good energy here? Because there might be an organization who is trying to use volunteers just for unpaid work and start to be entitled and condescending, for instance. But there are plenty of organizations that actually treat their volunteers fantastically and they have a fantastic experience and they build friendships and they feel that they are a part of something meaningful. The last group that we promised to uh, to address is people who are either unemployed or are employed but are thinking about redesigning or changing their career. And if you are unemployed, I have uh, interesting news for you. And probably you heard it already at your job center if you are living in Denmark. But you can do something uh, called practice. And it's when you are actually um, unemployed and job center will still or your ACAS or whatever you are getting as a money for that period, they will still pay you, but you will work somewhere on some project and it can last from six weeks to three months. And many times they are offering you uh, different companies because they have companies that are approaching them. But the last time I talked with my case manager, he actually told me that you can come with the, with the company that you chose. And the only thing that Job Center has to do is to check them because they have to have CVR number and uh, there are some administrative requirements and they will just run a check on that company and basically you can get a practice there. So you can be more uh, active in choosing where you want to do that practice, right? If you are employed and you are thinking about gaining new experience, because you are bored with your job or you got just an education in something else, but you miss that practical thing. And I actually was in that situation that I wanted to redesign my uh, profile and go more into branding. Then that's naturally if you have time, <clears throat> I was actually looking for projects that I can do in my free time for free and 
try myself out. And then I could put it in my CV that I did this volunteering or this kind of a project for this company called like this. That was the result. And I actually have in my CV an actual employment in something that maybe I was not employed per se, but I worked in it and I, ha I have something to show. What do you think about that, Marta? Because we are closing down this episode. I'm curious about your opinion. Well, I've had someone coming to me. They wanted to have a similar type of business like me. Mm -hmm. And they have applied in their community to be in the internship with me because that's exactly the way they were considering to run their own small business. So I know that it is possible for sure. And we've had a great collaboration. It was a mutual benefit and a win-win situation. So uh, absolutely advice for small business uh, owners or small business owners to be, if you want to have someone employed this way, it's absolutely possible. Or And on the other side, you can learn. Yeah, so thanks a lot for that, Marta, because apparently you have experience in everything. And I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Please remember, you can always comment under the episode show notes, your opinions and everything you think about this episode. Even if it suck, we will take it on our chest. Have a great one and we will hear you next time. We are